This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Prom Night 2. Mary Lou is back. God help the students of Hamilton High. What? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Hot Lana. And I am Troy. We watched a movie. I'm back. I wasn't here last week. Yeah. I was elsewhere. Elsewhere. You were we... you were you were frolicking through rings of corn and rings of barley. How the hell do you know that? Who have you talked to? Christopher Lee. I ain't paranoid. Yes. And Quite. was it was it noted Dean's List member Dummy Act who suggested this movie? I believe so. Who's the Dean? It ain't Chris. Uh, I'm assuming it's the dean of whatever school the ladies from Faculty of Horror are uh, faculty members at. Cool. You know, the the horrid halls of academia. What? That's good. Now you're getting it. That's their bit, not mine, by the way. Who? And if the lady, Alex... And Andrea from Faculty of Horror. If you're not listening to that podcast, you should. Oh yeah, I don't know what that is. Really, so he's only do it. He's only brought it up like 126 times. No, because they're awesome. Also, yeah. you should listen to Horror Show Hot Dog because I know which one that is. Because Charlie, Josh, and Matt are awesome as well. They're good fellas. Not in that order necessarily, but I mean, we all know that Josh is the best. Or are we ranking I mean, them? I mean, Matt. All right, quick, stack rank. I mean, Charlie. They're all the best, just in different ways. I tolerate them all the same. Uh, I like Trevor a lot. Trevor's a good guy. I mean, if you want to go way out there, you could go for Adam, but, you know. But you know who he, he sucks? Out. I like Clovis. Chris. Chris He's my favorite Clovis. part of it. Say yes. All hail Clovis. <laughs> Clovis is the best. Uh, Clovis. But anyway, prom night to something about Mary Lou. Boogaloo. Um, actually, when I searched for it, it came up, hello, Mary Lou, colon, prom night two. Yeah. That's that's the uh, official title, I guess, but that seems like so a lot to why, say. Why didn't you say that at the beginning, the, Chris? Too much work. Why do you oh, got to say the punctuation? What kind of what kind of podcast have we just devolved into, Chris? When you can't even say all the words of the title of the movie. One of them hardcore drugs and Satanist podcasts. Is it? How is that different from our normal podcast? It isn't. I thought you were just asking what kind of podcast we had. Yeah, I guess I thought we had devolved, but maybe we haven't. Maybe we've just always been here at the bottom. It's still drugs and Satan. It's- yeah, devolve does imply that we were somehow more evolved at some point. Yeah, well, we, we used the, to snort dirt and worship uh, rats, podcast. so I mean, at least you know we've moved up from there. So anyway, the beginning is where we start from. Uh huh. At the In, book read you with the quote unquote teenage boy who was. Partially balding and in his 30s. He looked like he had a hard job at the office. 
Now, but first he was we that Tom Collins when he got home. That we was start off with uh, was a confession from Mary Lou herself. Holy hey. shit, Chris was right. That's weird. I don't like that. I'm out of here. Yeah, that's why I got the book. You never read it fucking right before. So Sometimes. How long did it take you, Chris, to, to make a uh, an, a phone cover out of human skin? Uh, well, not as long as you'd think, because phones aren't super big. Because I assume that you like you just read for the Nepro- Necronomicon every episode, so yeah, you just really need the one guy to make the phone case. Yeah, and that's to make a good durable one. You just really need a good you know piece to make a little phone case. But the nice thing is, though, before every episode, Chris and Tones, Cloud Two brought uh, Nick Two, and then yeah. he reached on the book. I do it off mic. Yeah. So that our 27 listeners don't get Satan brought into their house. Or the army of the dead. Yeah. Satan. Or the army of darkness. I don't get it. Not surprised. So anyway, confession. Yeah. And uh, Mary Lou, the titular Mary Lou... Uh, she's into all of the sins that 1957 has to offer. Waywards and diddling boys. All of the boys. And I'm pretty sure she just basically said, forgive me, Father, for I am a slut. Yeah. Was she slut-shaming herself? No, because at the end she's all like, and I love it! <laughs> yeah, didn't she like literally write in the confessional for a good time... Call Mary Lou at this number. Yeah. With with lipstick, yeah. Like you do. So I'm, she was just advertising, really. Yeah. She's she's aware of her brand. She's getting it out there. Yeah. She knows what she does. She's a she's an insta thought. And uh, then she's at prom with uh the the her boyfriend, the salary man. The the her <laughs> Yeah. The forty year old <laughs> high school student. Was it the non-union Canadian Bill Paxton? Yeah. And uh, he gives her a sweet ring with her initials on it. And she's that so... That was the style at the time. And she is so grateful that she tries to give a guy a handy jabber behind the stage <laughs> a different when he guy, goes to kick you. punch. Well, I mean, the, you know, because Bill Paxton's got money, but he apparently doesn't have a big dick, which is what she wants from... The other guy. He ain't got no kind of big wang. Yeah. And they have some incredibly patriotic foreplay. Yep. What? Well, they were talking about God Bless America and uh, oh, some yeah. other weird yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like America. Yeah, which is weird for a bunch of Canadians, but whatever. You know, I mean, America Jr. America's hat. They were just trying to make the scene seem natural to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what do Americans Sorry. do for foreplay? Scream Sorry, about America. Canada, we're just projecting our Americanness upon you. Yeah. Americanisms. I mean, I know I can't get it going until I've sang the Star Spangled Banner. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Chris just salutes at waist height. Mm-hmm. A little bit. He's like... Little little Donnie needs his his salute too. 
And so uh, the salary man walks behind stage and sees all this happening and is none too pleased because they've been it's pinned. America job? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got no America job and they've been pinned for an entire year, which is 50 yeah. slang for she's been marked as his property. He peed on yeah. her. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, because I was like, ooh, there's some, there's a, ooh, that's a little, that was problematic. I own you. I put my mark upon you, so therefore you are mine. I mean, getting branded's getting branded. Her problem now. Yeah. That's why I stick to, you know, tattoos, because they're less permanent. Yeah, you can at least get them removed. This is a scarification. Yeah, and no, I was just saying. He likes he gets glands tattoos. He had eyeballs carved up over his eyeballs. Yeah, he got teeth carved over his eyeballs. <laughs> Whatever are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one movie from the Getty guy with the mirror. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. I don't know. I mean, it's the look at me. What? Read your book. So, anyway, the salary man gets upset and heads to the bathroom for a to cry or something. I don't know what the fuck he's doing in the bathroom. You're gonna rub one out. Shit. It's gonna you're have to. A fury poo. I'm so bad. I've got the shit immediately. <laughs> it's a hate dump. And uh. He sees a couple of uh, ne'er-do-wells with their giant stink bomb, which looks a lot like a toilet paper tube with a fuse, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you going to... How is he going to make a stink bomb in the bathroom than using a toilet paper tube and a fuse, Chris? Is, is it just a poop in there? I was going to say, do you just <laughs> shit in the tube and then put a... a uh, yeah, I mean... Fuse? That's, that's the poor man's stink bomb right there, Chris. <laughs> it's just a poop with a fuse. Maybe a firecracker. Yeah, just to spread <laughs> things around a little bit. It's kind of a stink bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shove an M80 into a toilet paper roll full of shit, and then light it and throw it. Perfect. <laughs> I mean... There's a visual for you. It fits the criteria of the name, I guess. It stinks and it is bomb. <laughs> we need to start us a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, we run into gas stations throwing our stink bombs at people. <laughs> Do you have M80s and an anus? Then you too can make a stink bomb. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the salary Perfect. man, he decides that he's going to take said stink bomb. You mean and, that uh, tube someone shit in and put an M80 yes, in? Yes, the shit tube. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to... Shit-a-mite. He's gonna literally shit all over uh, Mary Lou's getting crowned prom queen. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, heads up to the catwalk, and on the catwalk. Yeah. Yeah. On the catwalk. Mm-hmm. He's a little turn on the catwalk, I believe. He's too sexy for his shit tube. <laughs> oh, did Perfect. you guys see that? Uh, apparently, the the lead singer from Right Said Fred got a. Uh, a, a a sexyectomy, so now he can wear a shirt. Oh, I don't care for that. What? Yeah. 
I don't know about any of that. I don't think that guy's name was Fred. No, the lead. I don't think your name is Fred. Fred. I mean, was the lead singer Frankie does Hollywood Frankie? I assumed. No, because they say Frankie say relax because Frankie is a plural noun because they're the band, not a person. But then he said relax, so I assumed he was just following orders. Frankie say relax is what the shirt said, so therefore it's a that would. The verb implies that Frankie is a plural noun. I don't know what the hell either one of you are possibly going on about. If it was one dude, it would say Frankie says relax. Yeah. But no, it's it's a band which has multiple members, so it's Frankie say relax. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I know you're we're, wrong. We're having an unnecessarily pedantic argument about a novelty song from the eighties. <laughs> uh, still. So anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, shit. Suck. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, Canadian Bill Paxton was gonna shit all over Mary Lou's coronation as prom queen. And so he uh, he lights up the shit tube and lets it fly, <laughs> which apparently lights her on fire instantaneously. Shit is pretty yeah. flammable. It's basically like a reverse carry situation where instead of everyone else in the prom burning, burns everyone else burns. in the prom. But oddly enough, like pig's blood didn't fall on everyone, so I was really confused. And then, uh, yeah, she just kind of burns to death. They swapped out the pig's, pig's blood for the shit tube. Although they tried to put a cape on her, but they couldn't get it to work, so she's like, fuck the cape, just put the fucking tiara on me, bitch. But, like, with a smile the whole time, so no one could see that she was, like, being a total asshole about it. Yeah, and you'd think everybody would know what the score was, since she did put her phone number in a confessional booth in lipstick for fucking. Yeah. Because you said, you know, for good time, call Mary Lou. Eight six seven five three oh nine. You beat me to it, but maybe she just wants to like play some cards or something. Yeah, she's really into Stratego. She just wants to get Stratego ain't cards. What the hell's the matter with you? (laughs) That's good. Thanks for yes ending the bit. What is your problem? So now we blast forward to uh, the futuristic time of Boom! 1987. Yes. Where we have people riding behind pickup trucks on skateboards and then playing guitar in front of giant speakers. Yeah. Uh, befriending uh, disgraced nuclear physicists. Yes. That's what I like to do with my time. Disgracing nuclear physicists? Yes. Yeah. He tries real hard. Bastards. Chris just, or Brett, sorry, Hotlanta just posts like, like theorem takedowns on his, on his blog. Yeah, I know what those are. Uh, you should really read his thesis about quantum mechanics. It's, it's a good read. It has nothing to do with quantum mechanics and says the word fucking disproportionate amount yeah, of times, yeah. but just, just Google time cube and you will find Hotlanta's <laughs> thesis on quantum physics. Yeah. Fuck. Most people don't know he's the actual founder of time cube. 
I'm the fan. We're gonna punch you in the face today if you read your book. <laughs> Oh, uh, God damn it. I love a world where Brett, I'm sorry, Hotlanta created time cues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That is real good. Cause That's I, the I, world that I want to live in. I, I see it because it works, right? Like I, It's believable. Yeah, it's pl- totally plausible. I'm going to tell his grandkids that shit. <laughs> Did you know Papa Hotlanta was he made the time cube theorem? <laughs> I may not go. know what that is, but I know I can throw you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's the world that's the world we have to make, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna build like a sliders device just so I can <laughs> travel until I find that dimension and then that's where I'm living from now on. Man, I'm just going to run so fast I enter the speed force, and then I will emerge in the in Earth 666, where Hotlanta created the time cube theorem. Uh, it has taken over as a global phenomenon. <laughs> uh, I should stop watching The Flash and start talking about the movie, I guess. Oh, now all I can see him is like wearing a Pope hat, riding around various like parades. <laughs> a little cube on the top, but it's like a hypercube, so it's well, obviously, yeah, it's fourth dimensional at least. Uh, so how does it feel, Hotlander, to have to have stuff made up about you during a podcast now? <laughs> I haven't understood any of this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, I so your homework this this week, Atlanta, is to Google Time Cube and then read the Time Cube website and explain it to us next week. Yep. I mean, Earth has four corner, <laughs> right? Throat chop. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneous four day. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, mm. so we're we're in 1980 something. Only we're not in a Jewish household with a father who takes his pants off as soon as he walks in the door. Oi. And we we meet up with a uh, a family. That's the script. Yes, thank you. It is a nuclear family unit. And you got a mom who is like some kind of crazy Puritan or something. I like the mom. She's scary. Yeah, she's a Quaker, I think. You're a Quaker. She makes a nice chair. Because those Quakers are fucking scary as shit. Quakers are tripping. And you got dad. They're your friends. They make a good out. Yeah. They're the frenemies of the religious sect. And you got dad. Dad's cool. Yeah, he's down for whatever. Yeah, he's into it. And then you have uh, the daughter. Daughter! Yeah. I mean, Vicky is the character's name, but what are we going to call her? Daughter! Vicky. So Vicky it is. Yeah. 
daughter Vicky. And uh, she wants to get a, a, a sweet new prom dress. But her mom's like, nah, man. Jesus don't want you having a prom dress or something. Yeah, and she's like, and I countersign all the checks. So apparently, like, the dad can't write a check without the mom signing off on it as well. Which is backwards from the way things used to work in America, where, like, a woman couldn't get a credit card without her husband signing off on it. I was going to tell my wife that's how it works now. <laughs> She'll be trying to drive herself to work and vote in elections and all that stuff. So, uh, the dress being denied, her and her friend, big hair. Oh, uh... She did have that one really big electrified hair. Electrified Winona Ryder? Yeah. Or what wait, What did we finally set on? Like, Ryder of Frankenstein? Ryder of Frankenstein, yes. Yes. <laughs> they decide they're going to ransack the school's prop room... Because, as everybody knows, that's where they keep the best prom dresses. Yeah. You know, and they like got that door with the chicken wire on it. featured lots of prom dresses. And uh, Vicky finds a trunk that's all locked up, and she busts in. How much junk was in the trunk? I think you mean a tiny, familiar wardrobe? Yes. And it turns out that's where they kept all of Mary Lou's uh, old prom Stuff like uh, ashes, stash. I mean, like, all yeah. the shit burnt. <laughs> so, well, the cape didn't burn because she didn't have it on. That is true. Got you there. Um, the the uh, tiara was made from glass. <laughs> apparently, real glass. Yeah, not that fake glass you're always getting. Real authentic glass. They spared spared no expense. Yeah. No, they actually literally say, they're like, it's made from real glass. Not that hallucination glass you're so used to. Yeah. That peyote glass. So they, uh... Smoking glass. They take all that stuff up to the art room? Methamphetamines. And after school, her friend, uh, writer of Frankenstein, decides that she's gonna... That could mean something else. She wears the cape, and then she uh, busts one of the real glass uh, glass pieces out of it, which angers the uh, the ghost monster, the Mary, Mary Lou. Boner Jinx. Yep. And then, um, I don't know, a light fucks her up real bad? Well, like it wraps itself up around the light and somehow hangs her. Even though we all know that those fluorescent lights would never hold a person's weight. <laughs> yeah. And then I can only oh. assume. Although you did kind of gloss over the fact that she had a doctor's appointment earlier in the day. Where I was like, oh, she's totally going to go get an abortion. Yeah. But and it turns out later, no, she just found out that she was pregnant. Because there was some dude who said he loved her and they they had the sex. And they then he didn't love her anymore when he found out she was pregnant. And then she cried about it, and then she got hung by the cape from the fluorescent light fixture. Yeah, and then the cape threw her out the window. Yeah, because fuck her, apparently. Yeah. That's what capes do. 
kill. And uh, and, and then throw you out windows. Yeah. And the cops in this town are super good at their job, so they're like, ah, suicide, clearly. Yeah. Like you do. Because what the open does is hang themselves and then throw themselves out the window once they're dead. Classic suicide, they all said. Yep. That's the second stage of hanging yourself is physically throwing yourself out the window. Yeah. I mean, that's just a cry for attention at that point, I feel. Though. Y'all, yeah, if you just hang yourself, then you're just playing... And uh, Vicky starts suffering from, uh, I guess, hallucinations. Maybe she's going to the evil Silent Hill part of town. Like where she is playing volleyball and then ends up in the net, only it looks like spider webs. And we all know that the best way to escape spider webs is to twirl inside of them. Yeah, you gotta get a, you gotta get more surface area exposed to them. That'll <laughs> get you out faster. Off. Yeah, and then she collapses and then they choke her awake. Yeah, I don't know what kind of medical procedure they must have got trained by the goddamn cops because it's fucking looks wildly ineffective to that me. That was the best kind of CPR they had in the eighties. Strangulation. Yeah, choke person repeatedly. That's what CPR stands for, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, she's getting too much air. That's why she passed out. Yeah. Oxygen poisoning. Oh. She's all high on oxygen. Cut off her airflow. Took her too hard. Wake her up. And she's uh, she's like, man, that that's wild. I think I might be, I might be freaking out a little bit. Maybe she was tripping. And at some point, she goes and tells the local priest, who was uh. He was the guy. Handy jammer guy. Yeah, handy jammer from earlier. (laughs) Old handy jammer. Can we just call him Ricky Nelson because someone in this movie needs to be named Ricky Nelson because they play Hello, Mary Lou like repeatedly in this movie? Handy Nelson. That's like her entrance theme. Yeah. So Father Ricky Nelson. He's like, hey, Father Ricky Nelson. Uh, There's some weird stuff. And, you know, a devout man of the cloth, he's like, well, clearly the ghost monster is doing it. Because that would be by ghost monsters. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. There's some other yeah. uh, chicanery. There's there's, uh, okay, there's the uh, the butt sex joke with the guacamole radio mm-hmm. uh, in Mr. Craven's class. And, and then we have the... Craven, who's that? Nightmare on Elm Street uh, sequence with the fucking carousel horse that she has in her bedroom because Love that horse ev- everyone has carousel horses in their bedrooms in the 80s apparently and her bed attacks her and like the sheets kind of like form around her and the horse is making some weird tongue suggestive tongue motions at her but she's fine at the end yeah it's, it all worked out yeah he just thinks she's pretty that's that's it. He's just yeah. flirting. Because you know that's what that's the problem with carousel horses is they're always try they're always hitting on you. Mine do. Uh huh. I have like seven. Seems extravagant, but I wouldn't know what to do without my horses. Do you carousel have a carousel horses? That is. No, I don't have the carousel yet. 
building it piece by piece. Yeah, a lot of horses. You know, like the house on the rock. Brett has the house on the meth rock. I thought I had a time cube. Yes. Well, you know, the house on the time cube. That's what Brett. That's what Hotlanta has. Mm-hmm. Brettlanta. Hot Brettlanta. I ain't saying that ever. Brain Brett Hotlanta. Maybe that one. Shut Not up. Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Not Lou. So, uh, anyway, Father uh, Ricky Martin or whatever. Nelson. Ricky Nelson. <laughs> Ricky Nelson. Father Martin. Meets up with uh, Michael Ironsides, who is the principal, but also and was the uh, guy who committed murder and got away with it scot-free. Yeah, well, I mean, his daddy was rich, and it was the 50s, so of course he did. He had a small penis. And also, like, he also had a tube full of poop. Yeah. With a firecracker in it. So, they're like, really, did he mean to kill her? I don't think so. Yeah, judge rules, boys will be boys, case dropped. Yeah, I mean, it could have ruined his entire life. Yeah, you don't want to have consequences for people because they do stuff. What kind of world would that be? Would a regular little firecracker really blow up a toilet paper roll full of shit? I think there's only a way to find that out, Brett. All right, Chris. I need you to save up enough poop in the toilet paper roll for me. Save up? (laughs) How many times do you think it's going to take? I think it's not that I need you to get me a firecracker. How much do you guys poop? Apparently, Hotlander has unlimited access to firecrackers. Yeah, he does not have unlimited access to poop, apparently. I do have more firecrackers than poop, I can tell you that. <laughs> like, in general, right now? Yes. All of the above. <laughs> do you keep the ratio constant? You're telling me you think I don't have firecrackers at home. I'm more concerned that there's ever a point where there's enough poop where that's a measurement that needs to be taken, where you're like, uh-oh, got to check the ratio. <laughs> well, it's not a ratio so much. You just kind of, like, tuck it in there. Wait, the poop or the firecracker? Well, the firecracker, silly. Porcano los dos. The poop tuck isn't the right word. Pack. Pack is the word you're looking for. I guess so. That's one we can go with. <sighs> but yeah, so Michael Ironside apparently has lost seven hairs on top of his head since he was uh, a teenager. Even though he's half bald at this point. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Father Ricky Nelson goes Martin. to his house and he's like, hey, look, I'm pretty sure that Mary Lou is going to murder us now. I'm fine, because I'm a priest, and priests never do anything wrong. She a priest. She she can't possess my body because I'm a man of the cloth, whereas you, you're fucked. Yeah, you're a literal murderer. And uh, Michael Ironside's like, yeah, sure, cool, whatever. And, uh, that's when he tries the, uh, Father Ricky Nelson decides that it's time for some kind of remote exorcism. Oh, he exercised that room. I mean, if you think about it, though, like, if God is omnipresent, why do you have to be in the same room with someone to exorcise them? I mean, if you're using the power of God and the God is everywhere, like, why do you have to be there? That makes perfect sense to me. 
Yeah, I mean, Chris. In fairness, it didn't work, so... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That also makes sense to me. It's <laughs> just biting religious commentary for Prom Night 2. That's right. So, uh, yeah, he goes for the, the exorcism. He heads to her gravestone. And it's like, ha-ha, got you now, motherfucker. Got and, you, bitch. And turns out he did not get nothing. Does she get him? Not yet. Okay. His Bible just catches on fire. Well, you know, I mean, like it does. If you read those, if you read the words too fast, it creates friction and catches fire. Yeah. So meanwhile, Vicky. All the while. She uh she has another one of her uh, Silent Hill freakouts and uh. Oh, the wet erase board. See, yeah. Well, first she slaps uh that snooty bitch in the mouth. Well, I mean, like you should, really. Yeah, she deserved that shit. She was being a real cunt. She was being a total pidge. We'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, the teacher's like, oh, you get detention for slapping her in the mouth, even though God knows everybody in the school wants to do it. And so she's in detention. Uh, we get the backwards help me in the chalkboard. Yep. Which I believe I... Uh put into the chat as give me booze. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh then it turns into some kind of crazy wet erase board as Troy calls it. Or a like a black chalkboard whirlpool if you want to go for actually what the fact looked like. Yeah. So the chalkboard monster pulls her in and then it turns into a big chalkboard whirlpool. And uh then Mary Lou emerges in her body. Yeah. Or a body that looks like hers. Yeah. Basically, she sucks she sucks Vicky into the chalkboard and then emerges inside Vicky's body possessing it. So she heads to the church and then uh, you know, is confessing her sins. And Father uh Ricky Bobby <laughs> he, he's like, hey, it's cool. We all stray sometimes. It'll be all right. And she's like, nah. She goes, she goes full Ricky. Uh, or sorry, she goes full America on him. Yeah. Give me a pain. That happened when she was giving him a handy jammy. Yep. And then rips up the confessional booth and uh, stabs him with crucifix. Let me tell you, wanted to go. And uh, so the next day, she's at school now. But she's dressed up like 50s style with the uh, 50s clothes. And they're and all it, like poodle skirts and all that, that? It's, like, it's my It's my style now. Yeah. Which, in the fullness of time, it's funny that now she shows up at school in 50s clothes and looks the least like a fashion nightmare out of everybody else in the school. <laughs> yeah, she's all like hashtag OOTD. And uh, her friend is a little weirded out by the new, because uh, she's, she's wearing 50s clothes, she's kind of mean yeah. to everybody, she's talking in 50s slang. Yeah. Oh, her friend, who couldn't figure out why no one would ask her out to the prom, who fucking shut down every dude that tried to talk to her. Yeah. He's like, hey, friend, I'd like to talk to you after school. She's like, leave me the fuck alone! Why won't anyone ask me out to prom? Because you're too approachable. <laughs> approachable. And, uh, 
so they're hanging out in the locker room after sports event. P.E. And uh, she approaches Possessed Vicky. She's like, man, you're being all weird and stuff. And Possessed Vicky just turns on the radio. So she knocks over the radio and goes to get in the shower. And then uh, Vicky uh, goes uh, full on with it. Yeah, I believe the, the quote from the, the, the chat for me was, I was not expecting to fall frontal in this movie. Yeah. And then she uh, she says it's okay and gives her a playful little peck on the head. And then another one. And then some more. And then five or six more. Yeah. And then she starts kissing her teeth. It's as, it's as lesbian as you can get in the early 80s, I think. And uh, her friend's not caring for all this, so she runs off. And hides in a locker because she's terrified of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Not yeah, at all, but it's, it's I mean, fair. I think I think it was wrong. Like, this is not my friend. This is this is not right. Something weird's going on. I yeah. am just gonna hide from the situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and granted, she did try to get out, but it's one of those locker rooms that you can lock everybody in with a combination lock. You know, a trackable locker room. Yeah. You know, common yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, you don't want people to be able to escape from locker rooms if there's a fire. Yeah, and yeah. make sure they all burn up so nobody tells on you. I mean, they're all they're all concrete and tile. They're not going to burn anyway, so really they're the safest place to be in a fire. Oh, they'll burn. <laughs> they'll all burn. Cool. What? <laughs> Thank you, Mary Lou. So, uh... Possessed Vicky gets her with the old psychic power smash up the lockers trick. Yeah, she takes the two lockers on the other side and telekinesis them together. With that's pretty sweet. Uh, and then all that pink with, mess come out of them. Yeah, with the pink the pink foam came out of them to show that she was dead. Just like Chris, a pink mess. And then uh, Mary Lou, she's not done. So she uh, seduces her boyfriend into uh, making out. I mean, seduces her boyfriend into making out? Isn't that kind of like a thing that boyfriends and girlfriends just normally well, she do? Well, she's being much more overtly sexual. Oh, okay. She was biting his teeth. Like you do. Yeah. And, um... Have you ever bit someone else's teeth? No, why the Seems fuck? like it'd be hard to do. Why, why would I even have attempted that at some point? No, but like, like first kiss, like when I ran my teeth into the girl's teeth, that was not comfortable at all. I was not a good kisser right. for my first kiss, I will admit. Yeah, that sounds like you did a poor job, Troy. Yeah, great. Yeah, like having my teeth rub against her teeth was not comfortable. So I stopped that immediately. Six did getting bit in the teeth. Huh. Noted. So anyway, so but they're like in the, and this is like backstage for a play where there's a bunch of like canvas frames with like backgrounds painted on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she goes for the uh, 
she goes to cop a feel on him, but then, uh, man, she goes, uh, she goes pretty hard with it. Yeah, she's like grabs his junk and practically rips it off. It's like, why, why isn't this working? I'm like, probably because you've tried to remove it. He really gets a hold of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and she's like, what do you mean? Is this? Don't you? Aren't you into this? She's like, no, nah, not really, because I like it. Why now. not arousing? Because yeah, I, I like my junk attached to my body, thank you very much. That's where I keep it, and I like it there on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It's like a USB drive. Like, it doesn't work when it's not attached. Nope, when it's not attached, it's just dead. So yeah. then she knocks him out and goes to well, taunt... She throws him into, maybe telekinetically, into one of the canvas frames of background, like again, painted the background, somehow that knocks him out, even though you can literally see the thing give as he hits it. Yeah. He's he's like a total glass jaw ninja. And then she uh she goes to taunt the principal and hops up on his desk and is like, Hey, remember that girl you murdered? That girl was me and now I'm a ghost monster. I thought she was gonna poop on the desk. <laughs> Thought, hoped, however you want to phrase it. That's I mean, what metaphorically, I saw. she kind of did. I thought she was making a stink bomb. I heard a weird <laughs> noise. She didn't have the toilet paper roll. <laughs> yeah. She did have a firecracker, though. I guess it'd be easier if you just, like, put it on the desk and poop directly into it. Yeah, this does kind of give a whole new meaning to, uh, to that fireworks song from, uh, oh, what's her name? That was married to Russell Brand. Katy Perry. Does it? What? Yeah. I think she she was thinking about stink bombs. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah, I remember the line where she's like, shit in that tube. Shit in that tube. Jamming him 80 in there. I'm Katy Perry. I mean, that's the, the, the deluxe version of her album. That's the uncut part. Yeah. That's the something or other with yeah. things You missed it if you only heard it on the put radio. It to it with it. Yeah. And the radio edit cut out that whole part about shitting in a toilet paper tube. Yeah, the FCC was like, ah, can't say shit tube, guys. That's <laughs> They didn't want all the teenagers going around shitting in tubes. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to shit in your own tube, but the teenagers, they start shitting in each other's <laughs> tubes, and it's just a bad yeah, scene. Yeah. Shit in the tubes Remember the old saying, uh-huh. you can shit in your own tube. Oh, that's the attire? Yeah. Okay. But you can't shit in your friend's tubes. Yeah. No, you can. You can shit in your friend's, you can shit in your tube, but you can't shit in your friend's tube. Yes. Exactly. Fantastic. You know, that... Baby, you're a firework. That old That classic Katy Perry song. So, um... What? I don't even remember. Where are we? Oh, yeah, so the Michael Ironside... He was shitting on Michael Ironside's desk. And Michael Ironside's is like, uh-oh, I better go meet up with my friend, the father... Yeah, the friend that was trying to bang my girlfriend. Yeah. My good friend. Well, you, you, you know, once you kill a girl and you have an accomplice, that that's a bond of sorts. I guess. Good fate binding. So he uh goes to hunt down Father uh, Willie Nelson. 
and uh, can't find him. So he decides to dig up the grave of Mary Lou, where he finds Father with a crucifix in his mouth. You know, Father Blood Drain. Yeah. So he's like, uh-oh. Spaghettios. Oh. Meanwhile, back at Vicky's house, Vicky Lou is getting ready for prom. And her her dad comes in. She's He's like, hey, where'd you get that dress? I don't remember paying for that. You had a green dress, I think it was? I don't understand. She's but like, anyway, I killed a man to get it. You look real nice. Uh, prom's super important. And it, the most it, important day of your life. Yeah. Somehow this is the threshold of adulthood now. Yeah. Prom is what really prepares you for the real world. And she's I mean, like... You have, your, you have your first communion, your confirmation, prom, marriage. I mean, I think those are the, the big four. And then you die. I did one of those. I also only did the one. <laughs> I confirmed that I didn't go to prom. I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did all four of those, but I never took anyone to prom. Chris wanted to take me to prom, but I was like, eh. No, I don't believe that's the case at all. It was. <laughs> no, because the problem was that Chris wouldn't spring for a corsage, and Brett's like, well, fuck that then. Yeah. If I can have no flares, I ain't going. Oh. If you would have said flowers 20-something years ago, it could have been a whole different story. I didn't know what a fleur was. I said fleur. <laughs> it's French for flower. I'm sorry, yeah. it's Quebecois for flower. Hey, ain't you learnt? Apparently not. Like, Quebecois is at best, Spotty. Are you, one of the, are you one of those degenerates from upcountry, Chris? I think we all know the answer to that. Degenerate, <laughs> yes. Upcountry, maybe. listeners... If you haven't watched Letter Kenny yet, you should watch Letter Kenny. So, uh, after Dad's heartfelt speech about, you know, prom is important or whatever, uh, Vicky Lou, uh, makes out with her father. Yep. Like, for real. And, and, like, pins his arms to his side so he can't get away. Yeah. But he doesn't really seem to try to get away too much, which makes it even weirder. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh no, that's going to be bad. Oh, that's even worse, because he's kind of into it. Okay, yeah. yikes. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a good, you know, 20 years for those DVDs to show up, where it's like, I made out with my, I made out with my daughter. Or, I, the Taboo, the Taboo series was from, like, what, the 80s, right? What, like that board game? No, I mean the porn movies. Oh. Yes? I don't know, 70s, 80s, somewhere in there. I only watched the Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. I only watched Sears catalogs. Boy, you got it hard these days, don't you, buddy? Come on, one of you two have to have a subscription to Pornhub. I know it. (laughs) Pay for pornography in this day and age? What am I, a grandpa? Sears catalogs. Yeah, but it was the trampoline section. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's what does it for me. He's like, check out this 12-footer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those springs. Yeah, those a safety side queen when it net. comes to trampolines. Uh, hey, I likes what I likes. 
But, uh, Mary Lou's mom busts in and sees the makeout session and proceeds to open up her thesaurus for a prostitute. Why? What was Jezebel, her problem? Harlot. Hey. Prostitution whore and right. the table. Yeah. For all, for all you people who watch Bravo. She said Strumpet once, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, Strumpet's a good one. Yeah. Said, no, that's all right. Some kind of a Strumpet. And then uh, she refuses to let Vicky Lou go to prom, so she uses her intermittent psychic powers to blast her through the front door. She uses her ghost powers to do it. And uh, she's off to prom. Yeah. And then... uh, But there was no limo, so this wasn't a real prom. I guess. And, uh, she's a prom, she's hanging out. Jerk girl from earlier wants to be prom queen so bad that she, uh, decides to go see Nerdlinger, computer man. Yeah. Because she wants to win. Yeah, I mean, if if that's what she wants to do, prom queen, to be prom queen, I guess that's what she wants to do to be prom queen. I'm not one to judge. And then her boyfriend says her breath smells real nice afterwards, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Just that hover breath. Yeah, I mean, they make a couple blowjob jokes. Because I think when, uh, I to skip ahead slightly, when they do the reveal and it's Vicky Lou who, uh, who, she's like, oh, I guess you blew it. I believe was the quote. And it's like, ooh, that's, mm, that's really on the nose. What a fuck. Yeah. I wish I would have had sad trombone dot wave on the ready for that. Yeah, but when uh after uh after other girl blows Nerdlinger, Nerdlinger goes to change who won prom queen and Vicky Lou somehow like uses the cat five to electrocute his face. Yeah. Yeah, because there's an apple his apple um close brace open brace E. I'm sorry. Bracket. I'm sorry. Close bracket, open bracket, E. Yeah. And he gets electrocuted through Cat 5, which is totally a thing that can happen. And his Apple 2E. For reals this time, guys. Yeah. And actually... For real, for real. It, it didn't look that bad for like a 1980s special effect. Yeah. It was alright. Yeah. It was weird. So, uh... Vicky Lou gets crowned prom queen. Because that's all she really wanted, I guess. I mean, really, that really is. But, Michael Ironsides has now got a gun and he's up in the catwalk. And he puts, uh... Yeah. Michael's got a gun. And he puts, like, uh, three or four in her. Yep. And she goes down. Yep. All the and way down. Oh, like, that must be the end of the movie. All the way down to Pam Town. All the way down to Bleed Out on the Stage Town. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Bleed Out on the Stage Town. Yeah. yeah. Not quite as sexy as Pound Town, but it's close. I was checking. But then, uh, Vicky Lou decides to chest burst her way out of the body she's in. Bazinga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bazinga. Intuitively. (laughs) 
Yeah, so like she comes out looking all like horror show, burnt up kind of shit, and then but over the course of a couple seconds, she starts to look more and more human, which I thought was a cool. I'm sorry, a cool effect. Yeah, and so everybody panics. They all start running out. It's uh, you know, it's your basic carry situation. Yeah. Uh, the jerk jerk girl gets impaled by a fluorescent light tube. Yeah, that makes sense. She goes at this point. Uh, her boyfriend showed up. Vicky's boyfriend, who is also the son of Michael Ironside. Everybody's yes. the son of Michael Ironside. Not true. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he is the he is the. Uh... What Emperor Constantine of Hollywood? Yeah, don't you know? I stand corrected. No, apparently there's some like Genesis who has a theory about how most of the the white world is related to or is a descendant of Emperor Constantine at this point. Yeah, those words in that order. So accidental incest for everyone, I guess. Yep. Yeah. That explains well, I mean, the tales. Your you your your cousin your your fifteenth cousin uh-huh. isn't really incest, Chris. Okay, I mean that's fair enough. That's what I hear at least. That's, you can work with that. That's what ancestry dot com told me. Well, they'd know. Yeah. Isn't everyone your fifteenth cousin? Sure, I don't know. I I don't know how any of that works. <laughs> yeah, your fifteenth cousin twice removed. I don't know, like I don't understand any of that stuff. Like the fifty, you know, what what twice removed means versus second cousin. I don't know. Anyway, back to Mary Lou chest bursting out of Vicky. So uh, she chases the boyfriend down to the prop room. Not the pound town. No. No. And, uh, he locks himself in a room down there, and she, uh, she gets him what's the old fake-your-girlfriend trick. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, I'm really Vicky. I'm not Mary Lou, even though I was totally Mary Lou just a second ago, and your girlfriend was obviously dead because your dad put, like, three rounds rapid into her. Yeah. Now, I know I just got shot repeatedly and a ghost monster burst out of me, but I got better real quick, and then I knew instantaneously this is where you had gone. But, spoilers, turns out that it's really Mary Lou, and she uh, tries uh. to jam him into the 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 wardrobe thingy, the, which is... The tiny costume wardrobe? Which is now apparently a direct portal to hell or the Silent Hill world or wherever the fuck she was living. Yeah. But it's only available for one Mr. Accessory on April 1st. Yeah. But, uh... <clears throat> Michael Ironside shows up, gives her her prom tiara, and gives her a kiss, which blows up her headstone? Well, I mean, it was one... I mean... If Mike Ironside was to kiss me, it would probably blow up my headstone, too. That's how I'd want to go. But then, 
the real Vicky crawls out of the hell portal tiny costume wardrobe. Covered in hell slime. Yeah. And then they're like, Woo, what a day. Let's get out of here. Uh, they leave. Uh, one cop says something weird's going on. And I'm like, kudos to you, officer. You must be the smart one on the force. <laughs> and they uh, they get into Michael Ironside's car with no hard feelings between any of them, even though he just shot his girlfriend repeatedly because he didn't shoot his real girlfriend, just the ghost monster version, so it's cool. And they get in the car, and it turns out that Michael Ironsides is now Mary Lou, and he locks and unlocks the doors repeatedly and drives away laughing maniacally. Fiend. Fantastic. That's, that's the second prom night. One day we'll do the first, probably, maybe. Or not. We haven't yet. Hotlanta, go. Why? I like it. Prom Night 2 was fun. It was a, uh, a good little 80s slasher. As Troy mentioned, it kind of had elements of other slashers. There were some Nightmare on Elm Street scenes and some some Carrie scenes and all that stuff, but it was good. The, the adults that were supposed to act like teenagers did a good job of acting like teenagers. Michael Ironsides makes everything good. I don't. You tell me a bad movie with Michael Ironsides in it. Can't do it. See, told you, dummy. I even like. I but, like uh, Extraterrestrial, and he was in that. I like it. It was fun. I watched it like two weeks ago because I forgot that we were going to watch it for the podcast. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty lit. Lit fam. Hey. Mhm. What's the matter with you? Was it? Is it my go? Okay, thanks for that. Chris likes to get shook. <laughs> He's totally shook right now. I am super shook. Excuse me. It's it's okay. The special effects are way better than they had any right to be, for the most part. That's true. It's it's fine. I have. I don't have strong feelings in either direction, really. It's exactly what you think you're getting into. It's a low-budget 80s horror movie. Uh, there, some people die. There are some boobs. Others live. Uh, uh, I don't know. I really don't have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's alright. I give it a resounding meh. Eh, whatever. I don't know. Watch it or don't. I don't have enough of an opinion to tell you one way or the other. Fantastic. Troy. I liked it. I mean, it's, it's just good fun. It's not something you need to, like, sit down and focus on intently while you're watching it. But, I don't know. The kills were good. The the story was serviceable. It it kind of it kind of scratches that eighties nostalgia ish itch for you because it's from the eighties. Um, I don't know, I say watch it. I think it's good. I like it. I I mean I don't have like 
you must watch this. It's the best thing ever made or anything, but it's fun. I think, I think people should watch this movie. It's good. It's on shutter. It may not work on your Roku, but it'll work on your computer. So, uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? Next week, we are watching Vile, as suggested to us by Dale, the human doorknob. He's going to be so excited to hear you say that. I'm, I hope he will. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was described to me when I put it on the list, so that's how I put his name. Yeah, I don't know Dale or his status as a doorknob of the human variety, but... I also don't know Vile either, so... I yeah. mean, the first thing I thought of, boy, he told me about the movie poster, and I've just refused to look at anything about the movie. It sounds fun. Okay. <laughs> so, Hot Lana. Uh, what? What if other people who may or may not be... Uh, surprised it took you that long, but... <laughs> so, people who may or may not work with you, how, would they like, how could they uh, suggest movies to us? Hotlanta. Yelling. You can find us on slaughterhouseprincess.com. You can email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. Slaughterhouse Princess is on Twitter. Uh, like Stitchers and iTunes and Google Play and YouTube. Spotify? Are we? Not yet. People ask, I'm like, bah. Come on, Chris, work your your RSS magic and put us on Spotify. But there's the rest of that internet, and then you can get on old uh, patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, and discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Sure. Where sure. Crystal Bonk could actually find us. Yeah. Come back next time for Vile, which is... Dale tested and doorknob approved, apparently. <laughs> and uh, while other podcasts think about movies, I'm certain we'll be drinking about movies. Bye. I thought you were going to do the. The like the millennial air horn thing. Nope. Combo breaker. Uh. <laughs> Good lord. Uh. Oh, no, that's... Cool. It's cool that you're doing that.